holy and beautiful, the custom which brings us together in the presence of the Most High. As we look inward and outward to find the oneness within which we all reside, lift your eyes and heart as witness to the complex and still very simple beauty that surrounds us. Here let us remember our humble place in the web and connectedness of life. May we begin with gratitude and with recognition to both our human responsibilities and our limitations, shown to us all the more by the animals that are part of our life that we love. We are ever compelled by the teeming and humming whole of life within and around us to develop a deeper understanding of nature. May the light we now kindle inspire us to use our powers to heal and not to harm, to help and not to hinder, to bless and not to curse, to serve you, Spirit of Life. Did you know it was a Unitarian, Henry Berg, who founded the American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals in 1866. Haunted by the abuse he had seen animals suffer during his travels through Russia, Europe, and the U.S., and angry that there were no laws against beating and mistreating animals, Henry was determined to stop the suffering of those who could not protect themselves. During a visit to England, Henry was inspired when he met the president of an organization called the Royal Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, which had the power to stop people from abusing animals. He returned to his home in New York and carefully developed his plan for the ASPCA, talking to lawyers, politicians, and prominent leaders. At about the same time, he was successful in getting a state law passed that made it illegal to abuse animals. The fight to stop animal cruelty became known as Berg's War, and it did not make him popular. Business people called him a meddler and a kook who interfered with their businesses and their right to handle any animals any way they wanted. Newspapers ran cartoons of Henry that made him look foolish. Some people even sent death threats. Henry persevered, raising money for the ASPCA and writing articles on the care of horses. The city and state of New York gave him the power to make arrests and to take people to court for abusing animals. He closed down the organized dog and rooster fights, forced improvement in the treatment of dairy cows, and forbade the streetcar lines to use lame or sick horses to pull the cars. He even invented a clay pigeon that could be substituted for live pigeons in target shooting. In time, 
All, people all over the country began to recognize the good work that the ASPCA was doing in New York. Within five years, societies for the prevention of cruelty to animals had sprung up in 19 states and Canada. Today, the SPCA has more than 680,000 members and donors and continues to protect animals through nationwide education, awareness, and legislative programs. Uh, the New York Henry Berg Memorial Hospital is named after him. The offertory reading this morning is a, is a prayer that I found that I really like. Hear our humble prayer, O God, for the animals, especially for animals who are suffering, for any who are hunted or lost or deserted or frightened or hungry, for all that we put to death. We entreat for them all thy mercy and pity, and for those who deal with them, we ask a heart of compassion and gentle hands and kindly words. Make us ourselves to be true friends to animals and so to share the blessings of the merciful. There probably isn't anyone here that hasn't experienced the loss of a pet. Some never get another. Others quickly get another not as a replacement, but because we must. My thought about pets is that they are God's way of being with us in physical form. Of course, we have our people friends and our people family. And yes, God is with us always in spirit. But how many times has it been an animal that is there for you? to hold, to stroke, to look into your eyes, to listen when no one else was there. Those dark nights of the soul when all looks hopeless and no people person is there. How many times have you been sick or in pain and your animal cuddles up close pressing his or her body against the very part of your body that's sick or in pain. I believe pets are are angels in fur or scales or feathers, God touching us. Most animals don't live as long as people do. And so if you love an animal... Chances are you will at some point have to say goodbye. I don't know which is harder, nursing an ailing pet, watching them slowly weaken, and eventually making final choices for them, or finding your beloved pet a few steps from the back door, cold and still, knowing that their final wish was to make it home, to you.
were going to the door at your pet's usual come-home time and not finding them there and checking again and again and again, then putting out flyers and posting signs and checking the pound daily for weeks and months with that gnawing in your stomach. Goodbye is goodbye, and it hurts, no matter what form it takes. But I believe that it is God that comes to us in our pets. And when we say goodbye, he's delighted to come to us again in another fur, scale, or feather package. This is the part of the service where I like to honor the ones that we had as kids or, or as adults, the animals that still, when the picture comes or the memory comes, it's fond to our hearts. It probably was that one that was the best one. I've been very blessed in my life, and I've had several excellent best ones. Sassy was put to sleep last month. It's the first time in 11 years she's not at the church with me, which is which is kind of different. This is Skeeterbite, who is my daughter's dog that, I, that she asked me to take care of for a month or two, and it's been two of the past three years. So Skeeterbite is a New Orleans um, pre-Katrina Upper Ninth Ward rescue, and she, um, she has a personality of her own. Sassy would be one that whatever you wanted her to do, she would immediately do it. Skeeter bites one when I ask her to do something. She wants to know why. She wants to know, does she have to do it now? Did I explain it to her? So it's different, very, very different, uh, different personalities, as all of us have had animals with different personalities. What I'd like to do is light a candle for the ones who have come before for us to honor them. Um, so if you'd like, if you'll stand and call out the name, Sue will light a candle for us for each of them. Try to go one at a time because sometimes there's so many that we could, we could light 500 candles, I'm sure, just from this room of people alone. So I would start and say, please light a candle for Sassy. For all the ones who are not named, for all the people who have had beloved pets who have had not had the opportunity to celebrate their lives and to reflect on them and have candles lit in their name and in their honor. We light these candles today. One more for everybody. Good morning. My name is Elise Orchard, and I have the pleasure of um, having a vocation that is intimately associated with all animals, and those are, um, I'm a veterinarian. Uh, at the time, it was the only vocation that I knew of that I could do to um, act out what I loved the most and uh, what I was most passionate about. I just came back yesterday from giving a presentation at the American Veterinary Medical Association, um, it, which was presented in New Orleans, which was great for New Orleans. Um, it looks like it's recovering. It was the first time that I went through New Orleans and saw a lot less stray animals than I've had in the past. The best part of the um, convention was the number of lectures that dealt with the human-animal bond. And I can tell you 15 years ago that did not exist. I can tell you the number of lectures that um, involved animal welfare and animal welfare issues 
also something that was not articulated in just that same way. So um, from someone who has been accused of being too emotional about animals <laughs> or letting my feelings get in the way of how I function, um, I told them it's just what I have to do, and I have no problem now with that because it's become more of a uh, fashionable um, opportunity for people to be and to want and to know how, how important animals are in both um, the care and well-being of people and uh, reducing health issues with people, um, all the initiatives that are being put on by many of the very large um, uh, dog and cat uh, food and, and uh, vaccine companies in support of um, research that takes into caring for pets, especially the geriatric pet, all of the um, uh, questions that develop because of cats and dogs living so long and what are we willing to do as far as their health care. But um, I wanted to thank everybody who obviously here really is passionate about their animals and they care for their animals and that uh, Chimp Haven has celebrated their fourth year with animals. They now have 138 and there are several that have gone in the past and um, I said my prayer for them and you said I lit a candle for them while I was praying for them. But there's also all the animals that are used in research that uh, do get very, very good care. Um, I also want to make sure that they're blessed as well. So thank you so much for giving us an opportunity to be able to care for the animals. We also have uh, one more plug, and that's the Robinson Rescue Low-Cost Spay and Neuter Clinic is almost open. They are looking for a medical director um, because the Louisiana practice laws require that it be a veterinarian. So we are looking, if you know of anyone who's interested. I've talked with several people down at the AVMA. But that's something that will really, really help um, our uh, overabundance uh, of animals that need to be euthanized in our shelters. So if there's, they're always in need of whatever you're able to give, uh, food and newspaper and time. And uh, so I thank you. It's my favorite part of the whole service. You get to bless the animals. And one of the things, one of the reasons why I keep volunteering to be here, I was looking at my computer. I did this in 2001, 2002, 2003. And then I was gone for a couple of years and I'm back. But the view I get to see is all of you with all of the critters. You know, and I want you, there has been no barking. There's been no fights. Dogs passing in the in the hallway. There's been no messes, as far as I know. <laughs> I'll find out later. Um, but it's amazing. What happens is as soon as they ring the chime, it's almost as if they know it's sacred time. It's a, this is a sacred place. I'm looking at that beautiful boxer that's over there, and I can't tell. Is that a greyhound? That's up. Beautiful, beautiful. I'm seeing lots of puppers. Even the kitty stuff. I know we've got a snake. There was something else in a container. I don't know what's in the little container. What have we got? A mouse. I love that. That's not the tarantula. That one scared me one year. That was a big thing. There's four people who are going to help us bless. Um, Susu is one. Sue Bettinger, 
Rususu, she moved. Susu's right there, and Sue Bettinger, and Ann Morgan, and I. Um, we, we're blessing that in the name of who created all of these special beasts who give us nothing but love, long and happy lives. So if you give us a little bit, we'll get to you. If I don't get to talk to you again before the service, I'd love to see you outside just to let you know. There's a bowl of pup treats because pups like treats. They're on the table outside. There's bowls of water in case your pup got thirsty after being uh, nervous about being in the church. I found this um, in a previous service. Um, Susan Caldwell had read it at one of the blessings. It touched my heart so much I want it read again. I see that it was uh, Joan Howard adapted from something Joan Howard had written. Animals live in our homes. They sleep on our windowsills, graze rheumatically in our pastures, and follow us on quiet, padded feet. We provide them comforts of shelter, food, and affection, and they offer us love and unconditional contentment. Let us thank them for this precious gift, and let us be reminded of our duty not only to them, but also to their wild cousins who pulled nectar from large blossoms, who lie in chocolate-covered mud, who wait for the flutter of wings or the silent movement of fins. They, too, are dependent on us to preserve their homes of forests, deserts, and oceans, our common world of nature and ecology. These thoughts from Mohandas Gandhi and Albert Einstein. The greatness of a nation and its moral progress can be judged by the way its animals are treated. Our task must be to free ourselves by widening our circle of compassion to embrace all living creatures and the whole of nature and its beauty. May this be the way we seek to walk upon the earth as we go now in peace.